The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Road Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and backroads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen. Always glad to have you riding shotgun with us. Eric Ryder is our producer. He's the man at the board, and he will help us stay in our lane, as I like to say. Today, we are going to take up the all-important topic of safe road travel, because there is going to come a time, hopefully sooner rather than later, when all of this, all of this pandemic comes to an end and people are going to want to get out on the open road. We're trying to facilitate that in the safest way possible by talking about maintenance checkups and the need to think proactively about your safety and the safety of your family once you're out on the road again. We have an interview coming up with Tim Clay. He has a lot of expertise to offer in regards, and we're looking forward to talking to him. We will get to that interview right after we hear from a couple of our fine sponsors. Visit Ridgeland presents the Art, Wine, and Wheels Weekend, Friday, April 30th through Sunday, May 2nd at the Renaissance at Colony Park. The weekend includes the Ridgeland Fine Arts Festival, Natchez Trace Century Ride, the Run Now and Wine Later 5K, and the first-ever Friday Night Kickoff Party. For more details on festival artists, wine samplings, music lineup, and children's activities, go to artwineandwheels.com and follow Visit Ridgeland on Facebook. Hashtag Visit MS Responsibly. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days. And I want to bring attention to a life-saving product called Alert Drops. Drowsy driving is one of the most catastrophic problems in America, and Alert Drops will stop it. Kids studying in college, drinking too much caffeine, overloading on these energy drinks, they end up in the hospital. Alert Drops will stop it. What is Alert Drops? Alert Drops is a simple spray on the tongue made out of citric acid, sour lemon, and water, co-created with my uncle, Dr. Henry Heimlich, creator of the Heimlich Maneuver, who said, Anson, alert drives will save more lives than the maneuver. Whether you are driving, whether you are studying, whether you're just a tired mom, whenever you need to be alert, get alert drops. A simple spray on the tongue, nothing in your system, and you're naturally awake, naturally alert. It's scientifically proven. It's doctor approved. Again, it's natural. It's been honored by the United States Congress. Go to alertjobs.com. Very important. Go to alertjobs.com and stay safe. Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Welcome back to American Road Trip Talk. Tim Clay has more than 20 years experience providing real-world results in the world of automotive retail. He graduated from the National Automobile Dealers Association's Distinguished Dealer Candidate Academy. Tim also served as Chief Operating Officer and co-founder of Click Motive, now Dealer Track Interactive. He earned his bachelor's degree at the University of Oklahoma and the Price College of Business. Thank you so much, Tim Clay. We are so glad to have you with us. Thank you, Gary. I appreciate the invite. This will be fun. Well, we sure hope so. We will do our best. And when it comes to fun, especially safe fun, fun on the road, fun with the family, as I was indicating at the start of the show, everybody has got pandemic-itis. We are sick of being indoors as much as we have been required to do for safety's sake. And so all of us are looking forward to getting out on the road again. 
tell us, Tim, how someone in your position, and you're high up the food chain in your line of work. So what is the advice you have for people who may choose not to get on an airplane, though they'll have the option, because from what I understand, this is going to be a bumper year and maybe going into 2022 for road trips. And so if that's the idea, mm-hmm. then you better have a safe rig when you take off. Yes, absolutely. And and, and I would think, um, you know, as we, as we look back sort of, I guess, history's, you know, oftentimes 2020, when we think back to, you know, maybe March of last year, uh, just over a year ago, when we were sort of uncertain of, of what this pandemic thing looked like, probably even before we called it a pandemic, um, everybody was hopping on planes. And then right about mid-March, uh, March 14th, as I remember, because I was coming back on a plane, um, the world changed very quickly. Um, we all of a sudden had to shut down things, and uh, certainly air travel was one of those. And immediately what happened in, in certainly our neck of the woods down in Dallas, Texas, everybody jumped in their cars. We still had plenty of you know spring break left and summer was just a corner. And uh, all of a sudden it was jump in your car and go to places that you knew that you could control. So you could go to a uh, you know, potentially rental property or but you couldn't get on a plane and fly to, you know, off the borders, Mexico, Bahamas and those sort of things. So the road trip uh, became super popular again. And um, I think we are, you know, we, we, we got past that. Uh, last summer, we saw a lot more road trips. We saw, if you think about the, the vacation properties, just went through the roof as far as the, the rentals. Everybody was renting something you could drive to. So all of a sudden, the car became very, very popular again. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's still today. I mean, the used car prices are, are through the roof. People are buying more and more cars. We had a little bit of a dip when it came to the new car market uh, for a period of time. I, I feel like the economy, the uncertainty of the economy sort of forced people maybe to rethink that buying of a new car and and drive that vehicle that you have in your driveway maybe a little bit more. Um, so certainly the road trip has become popular again, and it doesn't look like it's slowing down anytime soon. I'm definitely happy to hear that, particularly because the latest jobs report indicates that over 900,000 jobs have been added to our economy, many of those being restored jobs. Fantastic. Glad to hear it. It means people will be on the move and they're going to have money to spend. The question for a lot of us, though, Tim, is when we have a vehicle that's been sitting in the garage or perhaps even a more weather prone place, and we think that we're going to make one of these much anticipated road trips, there must be a kind of mental checklist to go with the right attitude about making your car as safe as you possibly can so that you're not stuck out someplace. And it's happened to me back in the days before uh, there were where's GPS before the days even of MapQuest for crying out loud. And you figure, oh no, now what do I do? And you're just hoping some compassionate soul will come along. Mm-hmm. Well, they did in my case, God mm-hmm. bless them, but other people may mm-hmm. not be so fortunate. So it's better to be uh, penny wise instead of pound foolish with other things that you plan to spend money on and you neglect your car. How do you advise people? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're exactly right. I mean, oftentimes we, we place a tremendous amount of faith in our vehicles. Uh, It's, it's something we don't think about today. We have generally speaking, very reliable vehicles. And so it is nothing for us to jump in our car that sits outside. Uh, If you're, if you're lucky that sits in a garage, but sit outside, we jump in the car, hit the start 
button or turn the key and take off. We, we spend almost no time thinking about the safety of that vehicle before we jump in and go for a ride. And there's a lot of things that we place faith in, tires, um, tires wear, tires crack, tires, certainly if they sit for a period of time um, in the sun, tires become unsafe uh, over a period of time. And, and we never think to check those. But before you make a 500 mile road trip, it's probably a good idea. Make sure the air pressure's good on the vehicle. Make sure the tread's good. Make sure there's not weather cracking happening on the tires. Just one of the things that we we just trust that's going to happen. When we get in the car, the tires are going to be aired up. They're actually going to stop properly. They're actually going to go properly and they're not going to blow out going down the highway. Just one of the hundreds of things that, that happen on a vehicle that uh, we put a lot of faith in. And so it's a great idea to check all those points before you jump in the car, head off down the road. I mean, as a car sits, as I mentioned, the tires could have flat spots on them. It's that feeling that you get first thing in the morning on a cold morning that sort of that, that lumpy dump feeling as you until the tires get a little heat in them and and become fully round we kind of wonder what the heck that is well if they set for weeks at a time that is obviously much worse than it would be just sitting overnight so checking the tires checking that make sure those are are good to go before you head off on a road trip any sort of um, you know uh, wear and tear items windshield wipers another thing we take for granted just assuming we're heading down the road with cracked windshield wipers or maybe not even a windshield wiper because they are prone to coming off um, make sure those are on there because I have had an incident where driving down the road and I was missing the rubber on one of the windshield wipers and in, in, in turn scratched my windshield to crazy because I couldn't, I couldn't figure out how to see down the road without turning the wipers on. So it happens. Uh, but again, one of those things we take for granted, they're just going to be there whenever we're ready to go down the, uh, go down the road. Deferred maintenance. Another thing that we, we often overlook, we think that you know, last time I got in the car, it ran great, didn't smoke, everything was awesome. And I went trucking down the road and I saw the, you know, I know it's probably about my three to 5,000 mile oil change, but maybe I can push that a little bit, which we all do. Uh, and the, the lubricants these days are fantastic. So you probably have a little bit of a margin there, but it's a good thing to take care of those maintenance items now before you get on that that sort of road trip. And, you know, we, we obviously encourage that. I mean, as part of our Part of our business model is making sure you can get all of those recommended service repairs by your dealership or by your local service center or your local service mechanic. Make sure you can get all those items done now, which we, you know, comes in sort of our businesses is making it affordable. Um, so make sure you're checking in on those deferred maintenance items um, and hard failures. I mean, our, our computers these days in the cars are, you know, vastly superior to what we went to the moon with. I mean, now it's all plugged into our car, potentially even our cell phone. So making sure that we've got those those warning lights that are happening on the dash. There's a series of them, right? So it's just check engine light doesn't, it's not sort of all encompassing. They have individual codes that are very sophisticated. It's why we've, we've you know, essentially changed the name of the, what we used to call a mechanic. Now we call them a technician. It's not, it's not by chance. It's because their job is much more involved than just turning wrenches as as the days of old when we had carburetors and a lot more mechanical parts. Today, it's uh, mostly computer work. So very quickly plugging into the OBD, the onboard diagnostic system, checking out those codes, making sure my engine light that says, you need to check this thing out now. I can stop into a local service center. They can plug in, tell you the codes. Yeah, this one's bad. This one's not so bad. And make positive recommendations on what you should do to make that, that light go away. 
So again, that I would put that under the classification of sort of, you know, hard failures or warning lights coming onto the dash. Um, we're constantly getting recalls on the vehicles. The manufacturers uh, are very good about making sure our cars are safe for us by their specifications. You know, as a manufacturer, they have a, a, a guideline of how things should work properly. And when they get enough folks that have said, hey, this is, this is not right on my car, it's not working, a pool of them begin telling the manufacturer that sort of feedback that goes up the food chain. Somebody says, oh, you know what? That was potentially a faulty product. We need to have a recall on that. So there are recalls that happen on a daily basis across all manufacturers. And it's a good idea to make sure uh, that you get those recalls checked out. Usually those are delivered to us in the form of an email or even hard mail comes in U.S. mail. We'll get a notice and we've all gotten them that says you've got a recall on your car. Please come back to dealership and let us make it safe for you. Always a good idea to do a good idea to do certainly before you hopped on a road trip and went down the road. Make sure those recalls are are taken care of. And oftentimes it's it's free of charge. You go in, the manufacturer takes care of it for you. And by the way, while you're in there, you can certainly get some of those other things checked on at the same time, the tires and the normal maintenance wear and tear items. Brakes is certainly another one that I would check out in that scenario. Absolutely. The brake pads alone uh, in and of themselves are a crucial element in preventative maintenance unless you want super costly fixes down the road and you could be in quite a bit of danger if the brakes aren't working, that's for sure. Another thing, you anticipated me here with this, this uh, advice that you've given, Tim, because it was just last night, I, I was looking ahead to the show there and I thought, you know, the days of the mechanic, the guy with the rag in his back pocket, though they may still carry rags yeah. in their back pocket, there were... Whereas in the old days, they used to get under the hood. There we go. Here, I'll pull up my wrench and deal with this. Not so much anymore. Like you pointed out, no. today they are technicians and they have to be trained to use computer equipment that, let's face it, the average driver is not going to understand nor possess. You have to put your faith in someone. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. And <clears throat> there is a there's a huge industry out there for, for training these technicians. Um, you know, it is, it's sort of a lost art. Um, again, we, we expect our cars to run and run and run forever. Um, and we have to, at some point they're going to fail. They are, it is a piece of machinery. It is metal on metal. It is, you know, moving parts and gravity still works. And all of those things happen to the vehicle. At some point it's going to break down. And we have this huge body of very talented folks that uh, of technicians and, uh, and or mechanics um, that we put our faith in and they're, they're great folks. There's a, there's a huge shortage in those folks and dealerships have a, a difficult time um, having people that commit to that as a sort of a career choice. Um, but they're, it's an awesome job. Again, it's a, it's a job that's a forever job. It's a nice thing to have, uh, you know, as you, as you get older and maybe even in retirement where, where a person might have, uh, you know, a sort of a life skill forever and ever amen. But uh, we love our technicians out there. Um, we put a lot of faith in them. Um, and certainly as a, as a, as a company that tries to um, promote our technicians and our dealerships and our um, independent repair shops, um, there is a, there's a fantastic network of those folks. And as many, as many of you know, I mean, also every street corner, you have somebody that you can rely on uh, to help us fix the vehicle. And, you know, our job at Dignify is to, is to help those folks, um, help them promote their business, as well as make it very affordable for um, the average customer to get all of that recommended work done. I mean, I, I think there's a stat, Gary, out there that says, 
you know, about one out of every three dollars uh, that is, uh, you know, the estimate from this trained technician tells us that we need on our vehicle, we turn down. So, uh, you know, we're, we're turning down two of those dollars. We're accepting one of those dollars that they're promoting. And it's usually for a couple of reasons. Um, you know, I think the industry stats, according to NADA, uh, would tell us it's, it's usually about one of three things. One would be, do I really trust that that work that needs to be done needs to be done? And so there's a lot of tools out there today helping us feel more comfortable with that trained technician's recommendation. Uh, you know, often in the past, we didn't have tools, uh, you know, at our fingertips that would allow us just to trust this guy that says, I've never met before. And this guy that says, hey, you need to have your brakes fixed. Well, do I, or could I put that off a little bit? Well, now we have so many tools that are available to technicians they can snap a quick video, snap a video of that, send it to you with their voice, you know, pointing specifically at the measurements on the brake pads and potentially on the disc. This is why you need to have this done and you should have it done now. So, so one thing is trust factor. The second potentially is a time sensitive issue, right? So I just don't have time. I've got to be back to work in an hour. I stopped by here to get my oil changed. Now you're telling me I need two or three other things. I just don't have time to do it. So how do we help them solve that problem? Dealerships are certainly becoming more and more efficient at that. In fact, many of them will offer a shuttle ride or give you a loaner car to get back to your life while they fix the car, make sure it's repaired to their specifications so they feel comfortable leaving the shop. And the last one is affordability. Um, so those three, those are the three big things, right? So it's trust, it's time, and it's affordability. That's usually why people decline service when it comes to a dealership or your, your manufacturer, uh, a dealership or an independent repair shop. And the last one is affordability, which I mentioned, which is what we try to help with. So it's a problem we've been trying to solve for, for years uh, across the, the dealer body and the independent repair service. Um, and I just don't think that we necessarily um, addressed it. Uh, we started the company about six years ago. Um, our goal was to create a sort of, this sort of you know, open, honest, um, easy platform to connect that customer with easy financing, uh, you know, answer four questions on your phone and if you need help, if you need a little bit of extra time, um, I tell people all the time, you know, if you're 18 or 85, at some point in your life, you would like a little extra time to pay the bill. Um, and you would like a 0% option if that's available to you. That's just a you know, simple cash flow, which we're, you know, in a battle for every single day. And so those are the three things that we try to solve. We, we try to help uh, the dealership with, make sure they get the work done that is recommended by this trained technician. Um, and that you have a, uh, the customer has an easy, accessible way to get that work done without putting it off any longer. Because again, we place faith that that vehicle is going to work properly, but there is a bit of responsibility on our part is that to take the recommendation, do the work that is needs to be done to keep that car safe. So the next time you jump in and turn the switch, it does what you expect and keeps the family safe. That was beautifully stated, and it leads me directly into a question. And, and by this, I mean just go ahead and expand a bit, Tim, about Dignify. I mean, who founded it? There, it's it's a fairly new company, but the idea seems to be a multifaceted approach through being the interface between dealers, for example, lenders, and the people who would love to either buy a used car, maintain the one they have, or think perhaps in terms of a new car if they can afford one. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> the company started about six years ago. Uh, we started out of Boulder, Colorado. I uh, have to have a, uh, happen to have a couple of 
uh, interesting, you know, car guys there, some some bankers and some uh, some some entrepreneurs that said this seems like to be uh, something that we should take a look at in the industry. Um, initially, I I, I was uh, I questioned it whether or not it was a viable alternative to credit cards, and I, I in fact knocking on doors at dealerships and asking them, is this a problem? I mean, do you really have a problem with being able to offer customers? Um, credit options. And so what I found very quickly was there's a, there was sort of that, you know, that age old, um, you know, saying that the has and the have nots, if you had a certain credit level, so if you, we like to think that is prime or super prime, so the upper end of the spectrum, those folks generally don't need a credit card and, or don't need time, have four or five credit cards in their wallet. But very quickly, you can move downscale to, you know, what I would say is, you know, um, the everyday person that um, potentially could use a little more time. And um, so we wanted to create an option for those people. So not necessarily the upper, you know, call it 20%, but maybe the rest of the population. How do we make it easy and honest and fair, um, not abuse them for the privilege of you know, being there at their time of need? Because really that's where this comes down to. We found that, you know, the best possible time for us to have a, an offering to the consumer is at that moment of need. So right about the time, if you think about, you know, if you've got a call it a, you know, a vehicle just out of warranty, let's say it's a five-year-old uh, vehicle. As you drive that into the service drive, something's clunking in the back end. You're not really sure what it is because you're not a technician, neither am I. So you drive it in, the service advisor says, yeah, take a look at it. Service advisor puts it on the racks. They walk around the car, give you a nice multi-point inspection, come back to you with an estimate and say, yeah, that clunking in the back end is that you've got bearings gone in the back of the car. That estimate would be $750 or could be as little as $23 a month, whatever the math is. And you say, yeah, that's a great option. How do I do that? So we wanted to make that, that bridge that gap right there at that moment when it becomes anything above all sorts of statistics tell us that anything about above $500 becomes a little bit of a little bit of a budget buster. It's in that point where it's like, it's a little bit uncomfortable. It kind of shakes my budget. I know what I have to spend this month. So if I could spread that out, yes, everything would be great. And so we want to be right there to bridge that gap and then treat the customer in such a way that it's not painful for them. It's an easy process. Three or four questions you answer over your phone. We let the service advisor know, hey, great news. We've covered this customer. Um, go ahead and get the work that you've recommended as long as the customer agrees. The customer then works it out at the shop. They figure out what the bill is going to be, what they're willing to pay. And you don't have to think about it. There's no money out of pocket at that moment in time. 30 days later, your first bill comes. In fact, we give you a free period. You want to pay that thing off in 90 days, pay it off in 90 days, and it's a 0% interest. Um, we also have a revolving line of credit. So some of our shops have opted for a, a different program where they have a revolving line of credit. So think of that more like a uh, more like a gym membership or a membership to a club at that dealership. So then you kind of have a revolving line of credit at that dealership. Anything you need, walk in and you know, I, I always laugh and get a chuckle when I, I think back to like Norm in the days of Cheers, where you would walk in and Norm buys a beer and says, hey, put it on Sam, put it on my account. Same sort of thing in the dealership, right? So you walk in and you get whatever you need done and put it on my account. I'll see you next time, guys. That sort of thing. And so it's taken us a while to get there today. We, you know, we're across 50 states. We have a, a fantastic lending partner. Um, you know, we operate in just under 6,000 dealerships across the country. And um, it's been a great program. It's very well received. Um, one of the things I would tell you, Gary, that we're most proud of is our reviews. We, we ask every customer to give us a review, most po both positively and negatively, because we think that feedback is, is very instrumental in, in growing the business. And uh, we maintain about a 4.7 out of five-star rating. 
uh, as a lender, which is kind of unheard of. I don't, I can't remember the last time, you know, positive things about my mortgage company, but we, we help people. Um, you know, it's a, it's the piece of our business that probably goes to something is that we really bail people out and think of it as a safety net. Um, generally people have a couple of, uh, a couple of cards in their wallet. Uh, the average consumer has two cards in their wallet. Uh, one of them potentially is fully committed, meaning that, you know, they've already got that one charged up. They've got one kind of for emergency purposes. But when you have a big ticket repair like this, that immediately becomes in jeopardy. So you start thinking, wow, I used up all my credit. If something happens now, I'm really in trouble. So we give them a nice, easy alternative that don't abuse them for the privilege. We treat them correctly. And hopefully it goes round and round this relationship between a lender, the dealership and Dignify. And we, um, we continue to, to see great success in this side of the business. Great name for a business too, Tim. I, I'm listening to this interview. I'm way out there in the middle of Kansas. I'm thinking maybe these are the people I need to talk to. Where will they find you online? Yeah, absolutely. It's very simple. Dignify.com, which is uh, Dignify with an I. Dignify.com, uh, very simple. Jump on the page and it has a big red button. It says apply now. Um, again, takes you can the whole process can happen in under 90 seconds and uh, about as fast as you can type. Uh, get approval and we'll we'll send you one of the approved shops. Thank you so much, Tim Clay. This is very heartening to hear that a resource like what you offer, a multifaceted one at that, is available to us. I wish you the best of luck in your business and I hope we'll have a chance to talk again. Thank you very much, Gary. A pleasure. Now let's hear from some folks in Florida who can't wait to meet you. Here is Gulf County, Florida. This spring, coast naturally to Gulf County, Florida by planning your road trip. A road trip is the sound of giggles with the family, or maybe a sing-along to your favorite playlist with the windows rolled down for a girl's trip. Whatever road you take, you will discover new adventures along the way through the picturesque landscape and breathtaking scenery. The road is wide open to Gulf County, Florida, and the adventures are endless. Whether you like to find iconic landmarks, eat at local dives, or get your adventure fix, we've checked all the boxes for you. Located in Northwest Florida, Gulf County boasts 43 miles of natural shoreline. Here, where the water surrounds us, being outside comes first, and the experience is never the same twice. Take our quiz to discover your travel personality and a route to satisfy your wanderlust. Gulf County, Florida. Our pace is slower. Our laughter is genuine. Our waters are amazing. When can we expect you? See more at visitgolf.com slash roadtrip. And one more destination to think about. Aiken, South Carolina is a small southern town built on equestrian traditions, sporting fun, and outdoor pursuits. Located in western South Carolina, just 20 miles from the Georgia state line, Aiken has many unique activities to cater to each kind of visitor's needs. Welcome to the Sporting South. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning into American Road Trip Talk, along with Thomas and Becky Rep, co-founders of American Road Magazine. We remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview the current issue. Until next time, dream well and drive safely on the American Road. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine 
with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please, get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure.